Welcome to episode 88 of something like that. Today we will be analyzing the Millie and Vanilli documentary. Listen, I got some interesting takes on it. I mean, I think that they were ahead of their time, but that's just me. And I'll talk about it. I'll let you know what's going on with that. So while you're here, don't forget to like and share this podcast, something like that. Episode 88, coming at you. Welcome to another edition of Sutton Like That with your boy, Professional Sutton. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. This is episode 88. This is Millie and Vanilli. Where they ahead of their times. And I just want to say, I just think that Millie and Vanilli were ahead of their times. Um, again, I was born in 1984. So by the time Millie and Vanilli got around, I was like five years old or so. So a lot of their music to me, I can remember listening to them when I was getting out of daycare, uh, Head Start, I should say. And I just remember that girl, you know, was true and to eh. ooh, 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 I love you. Oh, it kind of go with the beat too. Okay. All right. So that was my recollection of Millie and Vanilli. Now, if you have not seen the documentary um you can listen to it on um what is it on uh, paramount so if it's on paramount it might be on some other platforms but i know for me i was able to watch it on another site i'm not going to talk about that site right now um again i don't want to get in trouble but you know it is what it is so um but I watched the documentary and I was really upset. I'm just going to read you the synopsis on what it was about. It says Millie Vanilli is a 2023 American documentary film about a German French pop music duo. Millie Vanilli consists of Rob, I'm messing the name up, uh, Platus and Fab Morvan. The film chronicles the untold circumstances, I'm on Wikipedia, surrounding the duo's meteoric rise to fame and devastating fall. It features the rare archival footage, exclusive interviews with Fab and Rob, and interviews with real singers and record execs. So that's basically what it talks about. Um... And I'm watching the film. Now, again, I didn't know much about uh, Fab and Rob, but only thing I knew about them was what was told on VH1. So VH1 had this behind the music, and they did an excellent job. Now, at the time, Rob was able to give his perspective on it. Rob was able to be in the documentary, so that was really good. So I was like, all right, cool, you know, let's talk about it. So let me... You know, watch the documentary again. You know, this is uh, VH1. This is before YouTube was out. This is before we had a lot of social media. So a lot of stuff that, you know, we were watching was just, you know, raw and uncut. And again, you know, they like to cut it and make it where it's benefiting the producers and the execs. So, you know, the way they were telling the story, again, I felt was good. 
excuse me, you know, I was into it. I was, you know, happy to learn and happy to find out the things that I didn't know as a kid. So at the time, again, like I said, Rob was alive. And I was like, I just always felt the disgust, right? Because I'm like, if these guys are doing this, then who endorsed it? Because, you know, like people have to know that this stuff is going on. Like they aren't just going to let these guys get up here and just do whatever they want and say, hey, you're going to take care of it. So VH1 talked about it. But they didn't really, like, dive into, like, you know, what was really going on. You know, like, who was behind all of this? So, um, once Rob passed away, they did a, basically, like, update on the VH1 story, right? Like, they still had the story going, but this time it was without Rob. And it talked about, like, you know, Rob dying of overdose because Rob... You know, he had drug issues, but it didn't really get into the bulk of like why Rob, you know, did what he did. And I think everybody with a brain at that time, even me being a teenager, like, oh, he probably did it because he knew like his life was over dealing with a lot of people. So I just always found it found it to be fascinating how it just was like put out. And you kind of heard and you kind of knew, but there was no like official evidence on what was going on. Um, and then as years went on, it started to talk about like the underworks of who everyone was and like how people um, kind of set this up. And one of the guys was um, Frank Farian. Now, Frank Farian, he was the one who offered them the contract. Frank Farron had been like this mega producer at the time. So, you know, he was well known in the community of, you know, music. And what he did was, again, he had this, he had another act back in the day. And um, I'll find the name of it. But anyway, um, he had an act and, and, you know, and the act did just what Millie and Vanilli did. You know, they were like. Okay, they were called Boney M, B-O-N-E-Y-M. So he did the same thing to them. You know, he he said, hey, let's take this music and we're going to make a lot of money. But while we're making money, I'm going to put the vocals down and I'm going to have this black artist, right? I'm going to have this black artist and these black background dancers be in the forefront of everything so now it's like okay cool you know again this is the this is during the 70s this is during you know when like people are really you know in the groove of you know disco and you know black people aren't you know seen as you know this <laughs> i mean i mean not too crazy but they aren't seen too bad in the light if you will in some white people so you know now you know, now that you got that, it was like, it was a lot easier to promote it. So it's like, okay, well, you can't do your thing, then I'm going to put it out because I just want to be behind the strings. And and I'll get to that, you know, later down the road, you know, getting down to like the strings of pulling the strings and, you know, what I, what I feel about that. Um, So he had Boney M and 
it was found out that he was doing the same thing to Pony M. And at that time, it was a big deal, but it was swept under the rug. It was like, okay, cool. This is not good. But hey, it is what it is. Keep going. So Frank Farron said, hey, I'm going to do it again. So mind you, he takes, again, I didn't know about the history. Like Rob, um, he was adopted. He had a black uh, father who was in the war. And he had a prostitute mother, so he never met his parents. So, you know, you knowing that having someone who uh, faced, you know, issues of not knowing who their real parents were, being black in Germany, uh, in any European country at that time was tough. But being an orphan black boy was really like, ugh, you know, like that just took the cake of it. So then you take... Fab, who come from a very, again, black as well, uh, and skin tone, a French family, and just dealt with a lot of abuse, you know? So they hooked up with each other, and they started to become background dancers. Now, again, back in the 1980s, it was this look of this androgynous look. It's like you kind of look like a woman, but you were a man. So it was like a cool look. So they had this very androgynous look and they kind of got away with that so i think that frank saw this and said hmm they have a look they can't sing the way i want them to but the look will carry them and i will say he was right he was right in the sense that he got these two guys and again they wanted to sing they're like why can't we just sing our own damn songs right like we don't need to be you know um, faking the funk we want to sing our own song so frank took it upon himself and he made them huge. Now, again, I did not realize how big they were. Like, I knew that they were big, right? Like, I knew that they were, you know, uh, the stardom was up there. But I didn't realize how much, you know, they sold and how many records they sold in different countries. In Canada, they went diamond. And I'm like, wow. So, in the U.S., again, I mean, you know, if you make it in the U.S., you know, that's that's saying something, right? Like, you can make it in any other country and you can have a good life. But to make it in the U.S. is a huge thing, and they made it in the U.S. Now, Frank was doing his damn to say, no, no, we don't want you to go to U.S. Nope, nah, no, no, stay here. We got the money. Nope, we good. We are, uh, uh, stay here. We good. They were like, nah, we want to go experience what America looks like. Again, because everyone who's not from America... You know, they want to come here because they don't know what it's like. You know, they have this image on TV of it being glitz and glamour. Now, I'm sure a lot of people know what it's like now. But back in the 80s, again, like there was no slander on America unless, you know, you came here and you had issues with us because of the Cold War. But other than that, it was great. California, New York. Hey, you know, Florida. It was it was a place to be. So you had these two guys who were just selling and they were selling and they were selling a lot of money and a lot of people knew what was going on. Now, this is where it helped me because this is where it connects VH1 because VH1, it gave you the beginning and the end. Now, this is where you kind of like were able to kind of put a little feeling on it, you know, kind of like put, okay, what's going on with this, um, you know, due to VH1. So I was just just baffled by how many people let this go on. And I was also angry because 
inevitably I knew what was going to happen, right? Like I knew Rob was going to die for overdose. Like I knew why, but this told, you know, the story. And so when you're, when you're watching it and you know the story, you're like, damn, that's, that's, that's fucked up because he ruined these guys' life. And I got a picture of him and I'm, I'm a uh, Frank Ferry. I, I got to just scroll down because I just, I, I don't even want to see his face. Um, but he ruined their life. And he ruined it in its in in the way that they couldn't even repair itself because what he did was, well, prior to that, Fab and Rob were like, listen, man, you know, we feel bad because they have been outed in ironically in my home state of Bristol, Connecticut, right? So I'm from New Haven, but Bristol, Connecticut, they were at the Lake Compound. Um, I, I guess like they had like a uh, um you know, like a like a festival there. So they so that so they were there when they found that out. Um so the playback was just girl you know it's girl you know it's and it was just like yo we see you later we don't care now bye bye you got all the money that you know we we sucked you dry and it was so symbolic of just black artists and black labor in general like i'm like wow these people were begging robin fab was like listen man like you know whatever happened happened but we want to sing like just get us vocals we can sing we don't feel right doing this but nope frank had the contract you're gonna do what i say and if you don't do what i say then i'm gonna make you look crazy and that's what frank did and they was like all right well do what you gotta do then but we we're just tired of like you know being you know outed but it's sad because even when it came out and the truth that Frank was like, yeah, I did it, it's me, but people still didn't believe that this white man could do this, especially the white audience. Like, oh, man, how can they do this? This is crazy. And again, he said, I did it. But this is the beauty of being white sometimes that people don't believe it, so you don't even get charged with it. And he did not get charged with this at all. So he was able to walk scot-free. He was able to just do what he wanted to do. And Robin Fab was left with the bill. And when you're talking about pulling strings, Clyde Davis, Arista Records, like one exec finally came on and said, listen, man, yeah, we knew what was going on. We didn't know when they were over there, but once we once they got here, we were already in, we were already making money basically. And, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. Like we we just we just kept it going. We didn't realize the intricacies of them not wanting to do that. We just know that they said you couldn't do X, Y, and Z. And so once that was revealed, they had to like just live their life in torment for a very long time. And then to see parents, especially white parents, wanting to sue. Like how do you want to sue because... You bought a record, but you want to sue the artist. No, you need to sue the execs who allowed this. Now, this is where I'd say pulling the strings because the execs made it seem as if the blood wasn't on their hands. It was on the artist. But when we know, you know, the the artist, they don't have the pull. Like, Clyde Davis can do whatever he wants because Clyde Davis has that backing. Clyde Davis has a team behind him. It's a machine with Clyde Davis, Right. So you have these two black men, essentially. That's what people started to see them as. Like, minus their accent, it was like, no, you are black. And when you are black, and, you know, let's be real, a lot of people equate black as being bad. 
Um, so they were considered bad, which was crazy, right? Like you would think that people will say, nah, let's blame, you know, excuse me, who needs to be blamed? Not them. But no, they got blamed for it, which was so sad. And even, even throughout the whole thing, you know, you're just seeing how much has not changed in the industry. And this is why I love that artists are able to, you know, get their own and make their own way and say, hey, you know, this is what we're wanting. This is what we're going to do. I don't care what you think we should do, but this is what we are going to do. And that's that. And I just fell for them. Right. Like I really fell for them because could you imagine you doing something and everybody know well everybody around you know it's fake, but everybody on the outside doesn't and they know and you know that if they find out this could like ruin your life. And essentially this is what happened. It ruined their life, which led Rob to use substances and ultimately he passed away from it. And again, I think for me being a black man, I just watch how the world can take us, make us, shake us, and then break us. And then we have to figure out a way to make it better. Now, again, with social media, well, a lot of people being in the know of, you know, um, discrimination, right? Like, it's cool, but to see that you still can make millions and even billions off of people and then not even try to help them. And it's like, how could you sleep with yourself? Now, one of uh, uh, Frank's girlfriend, she came on and, you know, she felt bad. She was like, listen, I'm not going to lie. Um, like, I was torn because, like, I love Rob. Um, and Rob was someone who I considered a son. And when Rob passed away... That's when she realized, like, hey, I messed up. But why did it take Rob to die for you to say, hey, I messed up? Why did it take Rob and Fab to lose their career for you to say, damn, like, this is bad? You know, at that time, like, that's when you should have stepped in, but you wait till this man died. And, I mean, thank goodness and, and you know, praises to, to Fab who still touring and ironically he's still singing Millie Vanilli's song which is good and the kicker to all this is Frank even tried to make a new Millie Vanilli and then when the white background singer was like hey can we sing he said no because you're not black now if that is not a form of racism using it to your advantage and to you know basically um suppress some people then I, I don't know what it is right like i just think that it was deeper than just the music part right like, it was deeper than just saying hey this these people sung and it wasn't them and they you know deceived people but the deception came when these black artists were used and i'm talking about other black artists even the people that sung these songs people that rapped a lot of people that were in the background even people who were making the new quote unquote Millie Vanilli, these people were used by Frank. And Frank and his record company and record companies just made millions upon millions upon millions. And this is off the backs of black people. And that is my point. 
right? Like even the Grammys, they knew what was going on. They knew that Millie Vanilli were lip singing. They made sure that they lip sing, you know, during their whole, you know, performance. Now, what's ironic is a lot of artists lip sing now when they are performing at an award show because they want to save their voice for the concerts. They want to save their voice for the records. And this is not even, like, eyes are not even batted. But now, you know, people are smarter. But back then, it was frowned upon. And so for me, Millie Vanilli were ahead of their time because now you have, what, the gorillas? And he basically is just uh, an artist who has a cartoon. You know, so I got sunshine. And I'm like, wow. And then you got other artists who, you know, create, who have on masks. You can't see their faces. They hide behind walls. And this is artistic creativity to the finest. And I love it. But Millie Vanilli did it. And it was like, oh, persecute these black people. And that's what a lot of people saw. And I, and, and, and I know a lot of people who were, you know, young back then. And, and maybe, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody, right? I'm not speaking for everybody, but the message. So even if you were like, well, you know, I was just deceived by these artists, yada, yada, yada. But the ones who were angry, the ones who were filled with rage, it was that construct of these black boys deceived me and my white heart. That's what it, that's what it was. And I know a lot of people don't want to admit that, but that's what it was. These I, I I allowed these black people to come into my home and they betrayed me. Huh. This was so bad. And Frank knew, Frank knew what he was doing. He knew if it blew up, it won't blow up on him. It's gonna blow up on an artist because who do we see? They, we don't see the execs. We don't care about the execs, the songwriters, the producers. We don't care about that. Especially at that time. Now, now the producers are. Very important, DJ Khaled. We know you. You know you the best. You the one. We know. But back then, we didn't care who produced it. You know, we didn't. We did not care who are the artists. That's the most important thing. We want the artists. Now it's a collective of the artists, producer, DJ. Some people even know the engineer. You know, like that's how deep this game got. But back then it was the artist and it, it, it was a very ingenious plan because it was no matter what, I'm going to make the money. And if they happen to fall, hey, they go out, but I still get to keep my money. Remind you of something, doesn't it? As I'm watching this, that's what I'm thinking. It wasn't a, oh, let's just do this for one album. We didn't realize that things were going to get big. We apologize. I'm going to go down with the ship. Nope. It was whatever happens, happen. I'm going to make my money. Y'all going to go down. And it is what it is. So I'm happy when artists speaking for themselves now. Like, I would love for Rob, you know, to have like a hologram and like Fab to, you know, perform these songs at the Grammy. If you really want to, you know, apologize to Fab and Rob's family, I think some type of monitor, uh, monetary 
compensation would do, but also vindication to these artists. Vindication to let Fab perform at like a major concert or like a major award show. To just say, you know, we sorry. Like we knew what happened and we apologize here. Because for me, that would be a sign of respect to say, we effed up, but here you go. And Fab might say, I don't even care about it. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, listen to him talk. Um, he, I, I know he dealt with a lot. He, he, he was able to bury it. He was able to move on once he found his wife, his kids, and his purpose in life, which is beautiful. But I think that it there needs to be some vindication because this man was drugged through the mud with nails, un, with a bed of nails underneath and some more, right? Like, it needs to be that to say, hey, we know you lip sync, but we also appreciate your artistry because... Even though they were lip singing, they still had to dance. They still had to make it look good. You know, like that right there deserves a freaking Emmy or 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 Oscar. You know what I mean? If you don't want to give them the Grammy, that's fine. They had to give it back. But give them an Oscar because that was a performance that they put on. And they still deserve that because they still had to give you a show. And that's and that's okay. And even if you know, at that time, right? Like a lot of people didn't know, but you enjoyed the show, didn't you? They wasn't just walking around, laying around. They wasn't being sluggish. They were working. So that all goes into artistry, right? Like, excuse me, you have to still consider that some type of, you know, a milestone. So I would love for them to get vindicated. I would love for them to, you know, come out and just, you know, reproduce these songs and let these guys, let, let, uh, Fab have his time. Um, again, he don't need a whole world tour, and I'm sure he probably don't want to drag it out. But just a vindication for his fans, and he can even come out with the original people, and they can sing and come together and be like, "Hey, man, you know what it is." And you know what would be dope if he lip sing them up. If he had the real people in the background, but he lip sing it, and then he raps his part, and it's just something just to to just culminate it to say yes. You might have won before, but you did not win the war. And and that's what I would love to see, man. Like, I would love to see some type of vindication from my guy because the way he was treated, he did not need to be treated like that. And also, rest in peace to Rob, man. You know, Rob needs some type of respect and also vindication, his family as well, for all things that he went through. So if you want to make this right, Grammys, MTV, should even BET, whoever you are out there, make it right with these guys, man. They were just doing what they thought would take them out the hood and live a better lifestyle. And they end up losing each other. And at the end, people made billions upon billions upon the blacks of backs of black men like usual but until next time if you haven't seen it go ahead and see the millie vanilli documentary on peacock now you're gonna love it it's not a promotion for it it's just me giving a, a review of it and i hope you enjoyed it please like answer the questions millie and vanilli were ahead of their time have a wonderful wonderful day episode 88
something like that, baby. Take care.